Whether you on the outside of your market trying to tap back in Or just need a little help to find a way to gain some traction again You need some market reconnection We got the answers to your questions No second thoughts or second guessing You need some market reconnection The real question is this How does a seven-figure business regain traction in the market? How do we reconnect with our audience? How do we stop worrying about our competitors? taking over and find the peace of mind and certainty within the marketplace. That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Ivan Temelkov. This is Market Reconnection. What's going on, everybody? Ivan Temelkov here on Market Reconnection. And uh, today, I'm excited to be joined with Mr. Luke Charlton. How's it going? I'm doing very well. I've been very excited to be here talking to awesome. you. Awesome. Well, as we were just chatting a couple minutes ago, uh, so th- this is a monumental moment of the podcast because you're the first guest ever that's in the future because you're in Australia and I'm in the United yeah. States. So you're ahead and you're also the furthest guest in the history of this <laughs> podcast. So with that being said, you know, let's start out real quick. You know, tell us a little bit about yourself you know, how did you get into what you're doing today? A little bit about your backstory. Yeah, so it's a good question. Um, so I was, I have been doing this for about a decade now. So I'm going back to, like, as of this year, 2023. So going back to 2013 is when I decided to quit my job and um, and move. I was in, in Australia, moved to London and lasted there about a year. And then I, I ran out of money and had to move back, which I'll talk about in a second. But basically I quit my job because I was just... Um, you know, I realized the because I did a few nine to five jobs and I realized after the first six months, like the first six months would be great because you're like kind of learning and you're growing and everything feels good. But after six months, for me, because I'm from a government town, basically the only way to move up is if someone dies or if they retire. Like I'm not even kidding. It's like because everyone, once you get a government job, people just stay in those positions. So there's no kind of like growth opportunities and every day became very monotonous. So like, you know, I have to get out and, and I kind of, um, came a stumbled I was a personal trainer doing that kind of a little bit on the side and I loved health and wellness and then also kind of came across life coaching so I thought you know I'm going to combine coaching and health and be a health coach and so I moved to London doing that but I realized I hated that <laughs> I hated I hated like teaching other people health and wellness but I really really fell in love with the um the marketing and sales side of things and I found I had like kind of like a natural talent for it so like um because I started helping other coaches as well and um uh, and then I decided, you know what, I'm just going to call myself a business coach and start doing that going forward. So that was, yeah, literally 10 years ago now. And, um, struggled a lot in the beginning. Um, got a lot of, a lot of war stories. As I said, I, I failed miserably in London and I ran out of money and had to come back. Ended up living with my nan because she was the only one that would, uh, let me, um, uh, let me let me live with her rent free, basically the only person in my family. Mm-hmm. Um, but that allowed me to really take a step back and realize, okay, I'm not what I'm doing is not working. Let me just take it a bit slower and focus on the stuff that really works, which of course is the fundamental stuff, like the stuff that people don't really want to talk about. Um, but it's what we need to do. Like you know, know your market inside and out. And step one, step two, create a really great offer that that they would love to to buy. Right, simple mm-hmm. stuff like that build your email list and email it regularly, you know, regularly follow up because most people aren't ready to buy today, but they are, they will be sometime in the future. Simple stuff like that. So I just started doing the simple stuff and that's when things started to turn around. And then I also got a, 
a side gig in a um in an agency with this guy named Jason Hornung. <clears throat> so I knew I wanted to learn ads. I just had the organic uh, stuff, and so I went from spending. Um, so he he charged at the time I think it was about seventy thousand dollars per year for his like one on one like mastermind type program, and he put up a job in his um, private Facebook group saying he was hiring for his agency. So basically, I got the gig out of fifty people that applied, and um, so basically he and then he paid me. So he paid me the privilege of learning from him, and I went from spending like twenty dollars a day on my own ads to like literally over a hundred thousand dollars a month, like literally overnight. I just got thrown in the deep end. Um, and I, so I learned very quickly what did and what didn't work with paid advertising. And mm. I've worked with him for a couple of years. And then I since started my own um, advertising agency. That was about 2017. Um, so I've been running ads for clients um, well, for since 2016 with Jason, within my own agency since 2017. Spent, um, I don't know, over six, 16 million. That was a few years ago when I stopped counting, but a few years ago, it was $16 million on, on ads. So anyway, that's like a really brief overview of my journey. And I'm still running ads today for clients. Most of my clients are high ticket service professionals like um, uh, coaches, for example, like high ticket coaches. So um, that brings us up today very quickly, basically. Yeah, yeah. So I'm glad that you mentioned, you know, some of the some of the media spend background that you have and all of that. And I actually want to dive into, dive into that. So you kind of yeah. fast paced into advertising. It sounds like you kind of had the neck for it. You jumped into it. You learned very fast from what it sounds like. Uh, you just had great opportunities that came your way. So, um, yes. you know, one thing that, that I wanted to talk about, you know, as I was kind of reading more into your bio. So, you know, you've been hired by some top ad agencies and mm. you know, I've worked with experts like Bob Proctor and Mike Dillard and, you know, Neil Patel. And, you know, these are these are big names, obviously, in the advertising space. You know, advertising and marketing have been around for a long time. Uh, yeah. My question for you is, you know, I would like to get your thoughts on how does one capture such opportunities? How did you get introduced to these kinds of people just for the audience? Yeah, that's actually, it's part of that story with Jason. So mm-hmm. um, as I said, when I was, I wanted to learn advertising and and that, um, the it was funny, like the, um, I bought Jason's course just off a, like a little retargeting ad. I didn't, he was actually promoting a webinar at the time. And it was a retargeting ad and it was actually a testimonial of Frank Kern. And I was looking for a, an advertising expert and there weren't that many back then in 2015. Um, Jason was one of the main ones. And so I thought, you know what, if it's good enough for Frank Kern, it's good enough for me. I'm just going to buy. So I sent $1,500 off just a sales page. And um so I guess that's the first lesson is, uh, you know, find, you know, research someone, find a really great mentor because they can really transform your life. And as I said, he um, put up an ad for his uh, agency to work with him. And that's the second lesson that I would so recommend. Like if I was starting again, I would f- work with a coach. I would go work for another successful coach. Like if you want to be a relationship coach or whatever industry it is or whatever you do, find someone really successful and go work for them and learn how they run their seven or eight figure business. Because I learned so much just from looking at how Jason ran his agency. Like I still use his SOPs and his processes in my agency. I learned so much there. And obviously I learned so much um, because his clients were um, uh, like Neil Patel, uh, Billard, Bob Proctor, et cetera. Right. And so I was working with them on their campaigns and saw the back ends of, of their business. And then Jason um, uh, realized that. So my kind of strength was copywriting. It never was really running ads. I just wanted to learn that. My whole thing was always been copywriting. 
And so he, Jason learned about me that I was a copywriter. And so he hired me to write ads for Mike Dillard and Neil Patel and all these other amazing um, coaches. So a couple of lessons there, find a good mentor, um, try and work with them if you can, and they will pay you for the privilege of learning from them. So even if you can, like I just did it part-time, I was just like a contractor with Jason. So I was still running my own business, um, coaching business. Um, so that's a, a, that's a huge lesson. And then as you, the other lesson is as you start working with really, really successful people, um, you will be introduced to other successful people because as you know, successful people know other uh, successful people. I can't say that five right. times fast. Um, yeah. So that's the other thing is like, just by working with them, Jason, he was connected with those other amazing coaches, which then led the opportunity mm-hmm. to me to write copy for them. Um, yeah. So, so um, does that answer your question? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, something I wanted to touch upon is that, so what I heard you say is proximity is very important regardless yes, of yeah, what yeah. industry you're in, because yeah. from what you were saying is because of Jason, like you said, successful people hang around with successful people, like-minded people yeah. hang around with like-minded people. So you were wanting to learn the advertising, the marketing space. You you got introduced to someone who was very good at it. And from mm. there, it just kind of you know snowballed, so to speak, yeah. to be able to yeah. create these other opportunities for yourself, correct? Absolutely. And and the thing that I didn't mention in that story actually is when Jason put the ad out, um, the way that he the way that he wrote the ad was like, hey, work from it was typical kind of like um work from home, like you work from home, like in your pajamas, like a couple hours per day and earn like you know thousands of dollars per month. So I knew that a lot of people were going to apply for it. So I spent a lot of time um mm-hmm thinking through that and 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 that application. And one of the things that I know about entrepreneurs, because I'm sure a lot of entrepreneurs listen to this, obviously, um, is that it's very hard to find, like you can you can train someone up, like you can train skill, right? Mm-hmm. It's very hard to find a motivated person, like someone that wants to take action. And I knew that would be my differentiator. Um, yeah. And that's what I tell the people all the time. It's so easy to be successful if you just like do the work, right? If you just are motivated in your particular topic or industry, whatever that is, you will be successful because most people don't want to do the work. It's it's pretty straightforward. So that's what I communicated on on my application was like, hey, whether you hire me or not, I'm going to still be learning paid advertising because I know that this is what I want to do. So that's why, and that's one of yeah. the reasons why he, he hired me. So um, doing the work is a big lesson there as well. And, you know, if you're already in business, obviously it's probably not feasible for you to go and work for someone. Obviously that's if you're kind of starting again, or if you are a new business owner listening to this, but what I think it communicates the value of is as it's a network, right? It's um, maybe you can't work for someone, but who could you connect with and build a relationship with that would be connected to some other, you know, amazing people. Cause as I said, as we said, you know, successful people are connected with other successful people. So mm-hmm. the real lesson again, or the other lesson is the value of a network I think is key there. Yeah. Yeah. As I was kind of reading through more through your bio, there was something very interesting that I stumbled across, and I want to get your take on this. So um, on here, it says that you don't use a funnel to get Mm. clients. And let's face it, (laughs) funnels is what everybody's talking about online. Everybody from the fitness space to coaching and everybody in between, right? Let's talk a little bit about why don't you use a funnel? I'm curious. Yeah, well, that comes back to that comes back to my whole story, which is um, mm-hmm. what I didn't really dive into in the London part. So, one of the things that I struggle with, and this is what a lot of other business owners, coaches, experts struggle with, 
is that, you know, we're trying to always find like, what's the thing that's going to get us to whatever our goal, hundred K a month or whatever that revenue goal is. And we're often chasing these bright, shiny objects. And that was me. I was like, okay, one guru said, you got to be doing networking events, right? One guru said, you got to be doing this LinkedIn strategy. The next ones, and then funnels started to become kind of quite ubiquitous, like well-known. Right. Funnels were known then in 2013, but they were starting to become, I think Russell Brunson started to like make a name for himself really in about 2014, 15. Um, and so I was, you know, I was chasing all these bright, shiny strategies and when I got back from London, like broke, I realized like that is obviously not very feasible. I need to find something that works, right? And what I, what I, what I, as I said, I've started like looking at the fundamentals and and looking at like what other successful online people did before all these kind of new strategies came out and what people were doing like a hundred years ago, people like Claude Hopkins and um, and all the famous copywriters, Gene Schwartz and and um, Robert Collier and all that, what they did was very simple. Um, obviously, it was offline, but what they would do is they would advertise a free guide or like a, a product, they would sell a product. And the the the, uh, the goal for that was to build a list, either a customer list or like a, a lead list, right? And then they would direct mail that, uh, that list. And that, you know, copied online is just building an email list and, and emailing that list regularly. Very simple strategy. And so I thought, you know what? Um, and this is what people did at the beginning of the internet, like when there was only emails, just like kind of, build an email list with a, a free mm. opt-in guide, free book. It used to be free ebook and then, e- and then email them. So I thought, you know, that's what I'm just going to focus on. I'm not going to change to all these other funnel strategies. I'm just going to build a list and email it. So when I say, um, you know, getting clients without a funnel, what I mean by that is, yeah, I just do an opt-in and then it's simple email follow-up. There's no kind of like upsells, downsells, webinar, complex automation sequences, bot bot strategies, um, you know, what's the what's latest thing? Chat GPT stuff, you know, it's um, yeah. no, I have a Facebook group, but that's not like the foundation of my strategy is just get an op, get a, to get a quality lead, right? So you've got to have the right, you've got to advertise the right free guide. You can't just advertise any free guide because a lot of people have done that before and they're like, oh, the leads are crap. Mm. It's like, well, you need to get the right guide out there. Anyway, just get good quality leads onto your list and then just send, I teach you to just send one email per day. Just be very consistent with an offer at the end. Yeah. And um, that's and that's what gets the the appointment for me, but for you, it might be a product sale. Yeah. So what, what I'm hearing you say is this, you know, when, when we're talking about the reason I brought up the funnel is because, you know, I think everyone from the six figure entrepreneur all the way up to probably even eight figure entrepreneurs, you know, use funnels mm-hmm. in their business because of the popularity of funnels. Um, But what you were saying is that something, something else that has worked more effectively for you is this basically to offer a free guide, a very specific free guide and put it out there. And as a result, be able to create attraction to ultimately build a list from that free guide. And when you build that list and you're ultimately building a list of very targeted prospects, uh, these are people obviously that have yep. taken interest in the guide or maybe they've tried yep. doing the guide because I think a lot of these guides and, and and you and I both have seen this online everywhere, right? Everybody's offering some kind of yep. a guide. And a lot of people take the guide because uh, in part, they want to try it themselves. They want to mm-hmm. try the implementation of the value that they learn. But what they quickly figure out is just that the implementation, the execution of the information that's disclosed is not as easy as it seems to be. So it's basically a lead yeah. magnet in a sense is what yeah, it is it yeah. to be able to attract people so they can come in and then mm-hmm. you can ultimately pitch to them because now they've already expressed interest 
to something that you have to offer. So it's right. a very soft type of approach is from what you're saying, right? To be able to attract yeah. people that can ultimately come into your email list and then you can use that list you know, to, to either build a drip campaign or something. Is that kind of what you're talking yeah. about? Yeah, absolutely. So I actually spoke about, I've got a podcast that I record as well, like close to daily, mm -hmm. just like five, 10 minute episodes. And I literally spoke about this um, a few days ago where um, when someone's coming in from your market, think of them as like kind of like a beginner or more experienced and they're going to be on that spectrum. So for coaches, as an example, you know, Coaches that I've been doing this for like two or three years, they'll still opt in for my lead magnet. Coaches that are just starting, they will um, opt in for the lead magnet as well. So the coach that has invested more time and money, right, they're already going to know that it's probably um, uh, harder than it looks, right? It's because they've had the experience. They're, they, they've kind of been, been around the block. Then there's the newer, brand new coaches that kind of think that they can do it themselves. And this is for every market, by the way. It's not just coaches. Right. They think they can do it themselves and they're going to try and implement. And it's going to, they're going to realize eventually, yeah, it's actually a little bit harder. I need help. Um, I'm going to hire Luke or whatever expert, right? So there's different people coming through on, on that spectrum. It's not always just everyone wanting to, um, wait a long time before they get help. You know, some people will want to get on the phone with you within a few days of coming onto your list. Some will be like 30 days as an example. So does that and does that kind of answer your yeah absolutely something that I wanted to touch upon since you were talking about the free guides is that kind of a differentiation because um you know if the free guide is downloaded by a six figure entrepreneur and this is I think really where the difference is between a six, seven, or maybe even an eight figure entrepreneur or someone that runs, you know, six, seven, eight, nine figure business. So the six figure per year business owner will download the free guide and try to mm. uh implement it themselves because they're looking at they're looking at it from okay, this is an added value proposition, but I'm gonna try mm -hmm. and do it themselves, as opposed to yeah. the seven and eight figure business owner. So that's where I think the high paying clients come in. Is this that they'll get the guy, they'll read it, and they'll be like, oh, this is value. And it ultimately creates attraction is what it does towards yeah, you, yeah. right? So yeah, it attracts yeah. them to you because now you've given them something of value. And they know that they want to come to you because you've given them something that's of premium value. And right. it's not worth their time to try and do it themselves because they're ultimately paying you for the time and the expertise on what yeah, exactly. you have to offer. Yeah. So it's kind of a yeah. different mindset, uh, is, I think, between yeah. the six, seven, and eight-figure business owner of how they perceive the added value or the free guide that you're talking about, correct? Yeah, absolutely. And um, so I have two kind of main um, kind of campaigns. Um, one is where we just advertise the lead magnet. That's the main one. And then every now and then I have one that I'll turn on where it's just like a, um, I said, because I've got my own agency, right? So an offer where basically we will set up the system for you and we'll book appointments for you, right? So we'll write the ads, we'll set up the landing pages and we guarantee appointments. And so basically we're, we're literally advertising a done for you offer. Now that offer brings in high, higher quality leads because as you just said, like generally people who are earning a bit more just want someone to do it, do it for them, yeah. right? Now, I guess there are some lower quality ones that come through, but that that funnel, um, for lack of a better word, brings in higher quality leads than the lead magnet one. But I actually have two different offers to account for that, right? So I've got the high, high ticket done for you and then the lower ticket done for you. The lower one is a bit more scalable. So that's why we focus on on that um, on that done with you kind of offer. That's why we're running the lead magnet one a bit a bit more. So um, that's for the particular lead magnet that I'm running, but I could increase the leads by changing the lead, the lead um 
the experience of the coach by changing the lead magnet as well. But I'm basically my lead magnet, just like, hey, it's called the nine email offers that get coaching clients for free. So it's aimed at coaches that want more clients, which is going to be coaches like right generally at the beginning of their journey, just looking for a way to get more clients. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, one other topic that I want to touch upon here, since we're talking about the offers and lead magnets uh, also, which something is not really talked about enough is, so let's talk a little bit about getting high paying clients by sending yep. just one email every day. Can you share a little bit about like, what does that look like? Because I think yep. email is still very undervalued. So can you share yeah. some thoughts around that? It's funny you say that because I was just with a um, <laughs> I was just I just paid a deliverability expert to fix up some like deliverability stuff that's going on mm. with my thing, um, and realized like, let's say you let's say you make a hundred thousand dollars per year with email. Oh, let's say easier math. Let's say you make um, seventy thousand dollars per year with email, and you know your list is only you know the deliverability is only going to seventy percent. Only seventy percent of your leads are getting your emails because of low deliverability, right? If you just just increase your email deliverability, you can increase your revenue by like you know an extra thirty percent. Like that's the that's just the deliverability side of things. And then in terms of like just sending regular emails, as I said before, um, you know most people are not ready to buy today, but they will be someday soon. And this is what really got me onto email. I, I it was actually Chet Holmes. So Chet Holmes used to be this um used to be uh, Tony Robbins' business partner, and he and he's not alive anymore, but he worked in many, many different markets and did a lot of research. And basically he found that every market broke down into these categories. So 3% of just 3% of the market is ready to buy today. Right. So what Chet Holmes found is that every market broke down into these categories, right? So the uh, 3% of the market is ready to buy today. The next uh, 7% is not ready, but they're open to it. If you kind of put a good offer in front of them. Uh, the next 30% are not going to buy today, but will be someday in the future. The next 30% are not thinking about it, and the next 30% won't even buy it all. It's kind of like breaking it down to that. So the really big opportunity that Chet pointed out was that the 30%, like it goes, it goes three, seven, then 30, right? So the, that 30, that first 30%, they're not ready to buy, but will be someday soon. That is like the blue ocean opportunity. And most people are not um, uh, you know, targeting that 30%. Now, a really simple way to, to target that or to, you know, get your offer in front of them when they are ready to buy is by simply sending regular emails, like doing follow-up. It's the thing that everyone's heard of, like the boring fundamental stuff, send regular emails. So coming back to your question, like why an email per day? Well, it's simple. First of all, I know that if I send an email per day, I'm going to be building the relationship a lot faster than someone who's sending one email per week or maybe two emails per week or even three emails per week. I'm just, just by more frequent emails. I'm, as I said, I'm building a relationship a lot faster. That's number one. Number two, with each email, I'm, I'm literally putting an offer in front of them. Like I have a, it's not a, like a hard pitch or anything. It's just a soft call to action at the end of my emails that um, goes through to my, my program. So again, more frequency, I'm literally putting more offers in front of them and therefore getting, getting more appointments. Now, um, how you actually send an email each day without annoying them? Well, we can, we can go into that next if you want, but I'll, I'll stop there and, and, um, let you ask any questions if you have any about that. 
Yeah, uh, absolutely. So one of the things I wanted to touch upon real quick and just to share some clarity from what I hear you say is you said a lot of people dislike doing some of the boring stuff like follow up. And what I heard you say is that email is a great way to follow up with people because, well, mainly because of this, because we all have a smartphone nowadays. And what's the very first thing that you see as a notification? Well, it's, it's your email, right? And so email is still a great platform for follow-up. So what I'm hearing you say is email is one of the best ways that you can build a targeted prospect list. Now, again, that's if you invest in the long-term strategy where you're doing it over a period of time, because I think based on one of the things that you mentioned earlier is that a lot of people dislike doing the mundane stuff. Like they're not motivated, you know, they're not driven. They're not really as passionate. And if you have those basic essential qualities, really those fundamentals, then you're going to be extremely successful in everything, not just marketing and advertising. Right. So the mindset of the entrepreneur and even in advertising, from what I hear you hearing you say is just that, you got to have these basic fundamentals in order to succeed because nobody's going to build the email list for you. Unless you, of course, pay someone to do it for you. But even that, but I think in most cases, a lot of people want to do it themselves as opposed to, you know, maybe paying someone because you're paying them for their time, for the value, and you're paying for the consistency also, because let's face it, that's where most people fail, right? Um, Another thing that I want to touch upon here, because there's a lot of good things Uh, And we're talking about high paying clients here uh, specifically. Let's talk a little bit about the million lead ad framework. I want to hear more about what this framework is and and how is it beneficial to the seven, eight, Uh, nine figure business? Yeah. So it's basically just an ad framework that I've used to, um, that I use basically for all all of my clients when we advertise a free guide. So it's it's really, really Mm -hmm. straightforward. And that's one of the great things about building your list it's it's super simple to do like i would say 95 like it's if i took 100 kind of coaches that have never most of my clients have never run ads before and so i teach them in my program obviously i would say 95 out of 100 when we launch the campaign we 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 start generating leads right away meaning the free guide works right away in kpi and we don't really have to touch it um after Okay. And one of the big reasons why, well, first of all, is you want to have the right free guide. Okay. So you want to advertise a free guide that actually attracts your ideal client and and as best as possible repels everyone else. And we can kind of speak about that in a second, if you want. Mm -hmm. Um, But once you have the free guide, then as I said, advertising it is super simple because a free guide basically, or a lead magnet, it sells itself. Like for example, if I say, you know, my free guide is called the nine email offers that get coaching clients for free. I don't really have to add much copy to that. It's like, what is it? It's the nine email offers, right? That get coaching clients for free. So it's like, you don't, as I said, I don't have to add any more, much more mm-hmm. copy to to sell it. It sells itself. Like I have a client that has um, uh, um, nine food. So she helps people with IBS, irritable bowel syndrome. And her one's called like, um, it just happens to be number nine as well for hers. It's just a coincidence, but hers is like uh, nine foods that trigger IBS. It's just a list of foods that, Hey, if you've got IBS, stay away from these. Cause it'll probably make your stomach a lot worse or whatever. Um, so again, that the name of that sells itself. So once yep. you get the guide, right, you just keep the copy really simple. So the, the lead ad framework is what I'm going to go through right now. It's really simple. I, it's called the PCSC formula. Okay. So that is problem credibility, solution, call to action. I'll say that again. You start with the problem, 
then you go into credibility, then solution and call to action. So for example, for Candace, I can't remember specifically what her one says, but I'll kind of just do something off the top of my head. It's like, hey, if you're struggling with IBS, that's the problem, right? Right. Over the last six years, I've been, this is the credibility, I've been helping, I've helped over 1,000 clients to heal IBS. And that's the, that's the credibility. And one of the biggest things that I, that I found that stops them from doing that is um, is, you know, them eating the wrong foods, right? So what I've done is I've created a free guide that lists the top nine foods that trigger IBS. And so if you, if you're, if you're currently struggling with this, yeah. you want to download this and go through it. So, you know, and that's the, that's the call to action. That's the last bit, right? So that's, that simple. So as I said, your, your copy is almost just a, just a slight ex like calling out the target market. Like, mm -hmm. Hey, are you struggling with this? Or do you want this result? Right. That's the problem. And then the credibility, like who you are, race, like one sentence, one or two sentences, and then you go into the solution. I've created this free guide. Here's what you're going to learn. Like one, maybe three dot points. You don't even have to have the dot points. You're just like, that's just a nice type thing. And then the the C at the end, the call to action. It's like, hey, click here to, to grab it now. Send it to your inbox in, instantly. So that's, um, I've used that to generate, um, well, personally over for clients in my agency, over half a million leads, but including all of my clients, but well over a million uh, like email subscribers. Let me ask you, something on a much deeper level uh, about free guides. Um, can you share maybe a little bit about the psychology behind it? Because I think it's yes. really important to understand like why it does is. something so simple? Because in the beginning you were talking about like these, these household names, like, you know, a hundred years ago and how they used to advertise in a very traditional way, right? Like offline yeah. to basically yeah. create attraction. And it's a very simple concept, but you know, can you share yeah. a little bit about the psychology behind the course, lead yeah. magnet and the guide and what does that do and why does it work? Yeah. So this is where it all, I mean, this is really why clients hire me because they've tried to do it and then just not getting the right leads or whatever mm -hmm. they're trying to achieve their marketing campaign. Um, so generally what I see when people advertise a free guy is it's, it's too broad, right? It's, it's meaning it, it kind mm -hmm. of, it's appealing to a lot of different people and not really any, not really their dream client in, in a way. So as I said before, what you want the, the goal of the of a lead magnet right is to generate a lead so what's the definition of a lead it's like you're you know as close to your ideal client as possible it doesn't mean an email subscriber like anyone can generate an email subscriber it's like is it an actual lead is it someone that's going to buy your product right. or your service that's really a, a lead right so we want to get the an actual lead potent like a prospect on your email list okay so what our guide has that's the goal so what our guide has to do is is speak specifically to that prospect the one that's going to buy and as i said as best as possible you want to repel everyone else so the best way to do that is you just create a free guide that speaks to a problem or a challenge that this lead is struggling with that no one else is struggling with right so right. i'll give you an example let I, what, a frustration that i know coaches struggle with is their emails going into the promotions folder, right? It's really um, frustrating when you spend like whatever it is, half an hour, yeah. an email, an hour, an email. You send it out and it's either going in spam or the promotions and no one reads it. You're like, ah, it's so frustrating, right? So I could create a free guide, right? How to get your emails in the primary inbox every single time or whatever it is, right? So I could create a process and, and advertise that. I don't because I know that e-commerce stores would also be interested in that and other businesses would be interested in that, right? So I just want to create a free guide that speaks specifically to coaches um, wow. that helps them with a problem that's going to be leading them to my program, which is, so that's why it's called the 9 a model office that get coaching clients 
for free, right? So it's, I'm literally putting in the demographic in their coaching clients, not any other type of, any other type of clients. So, um, so that's how, so because my lead magnet is speaking specifically to coaches, that's why mm-hmm. coaches are opting in for that guide. So basically to sum up the, the way you do it is you create your avatar, right? Everyone's heard this before you create your customer avatar, you get very clear on who that is very, very specific. What are their specific frustrations and challenges, um, problems, and then you create a free guide that speaks to one of those, just pick one that is quite, this is a un, I call it a unique frustration, mm-hmm. frustration that they are struggling with that other markets are generally not struggling with. And that's how you'll get them on. Like I saw a great example the other day. It was like um, someone was advertising a free guide of um, like free um, SOPs for marketing agencies, right? Because marketing agent or agencies in general, always, you know, if, you, if you've been in it for any length of time, you know what an SOP is, a standard operating procedure. And that's what I use in my agency for yeah. my staff, right? And so this free guide was all these kind of, they were giving away a bunch of free SOPs for marketing agencies, right? So who's going to be interested in that? Just marketing agencies, because it's built just for them, right? So that's, you want, as I said, it speaks to your ideal client, and but it's not really appealing to anyone else. That's That's the kind of the core approach the core goal that you want and the psychology behind creating a great free guide. Okay. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, I'm glad you shared that because um, you said something very specific there is you said I could create this guy, but if it's too broad, then it's going to appeal to a lot of people. And yep. something that I also heard you say that I think is really important. And it sounds like not just for coaches, but really in any markets in any industry specifically, is this that the more specific your lead magnet is to like a very specific problem. And, and if it's a big problem, then it'll end up being a very high valued solution ultimately. Yep. And that's yep. kind of what I heard you say, because um, as we're talking about high paying clients, you know, high paying yeah. clients are what five, 10,000 per month or more that they would pay for X amount of a solution. That's kind of a high paying client, right? Is what we're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and that all comes down to like, <laughs> it's funny. Um, and this is the fundamentals, right? This is mm-hmm. the reason why co- um, my clients uh, come to see me is they um, obviously they want more leads, right? So they want to know how to get better quality leads, but the, the right. really underneath it fundamental, which they don't, they don't really know that they're coming to see me for this. Um, but this is what we work on most. Like this is the key thing. So business, again, fundamentals, right? All businesses is like a market. It start, always starts with the market. If there's no market, you have no business. So it starts. It always starts with the market. What problem are you solving? It sounds really dumb and simple, but a lot of business owners don't actually know like the actual main core. I call it a high ticket problem, right? If you yeah. want to sell a high ticket service, you need a high ticket problem. So a really big, painful problem that affects generally a lot of areas of their life. So you start, it always starts there. It doesn't never starts with your product or your service. So that's the problem. And then you've got your solution. How does, like, what's the best offer you can come up with to, to solve that problem? Like what result are you going to promise to, in order to um, say, Hey, I can help you get 30 clients in the next 30 days or whatever the offer is. Right. So, um, so it always starts with like, what's the, and if you get that right, coming back to your question, if you get that right, just picking a really clear, painful problem. Like I was working with a client yesterday and she, again, she didn't really know like, what's, what am I actually solving? Like what market am I going into? Yeah. And her story, her story was that she uh, struggled with non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. Okay. That was the specific, very clear problem, right? Non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. Right. She reversed it and she healed it. 
So that's the high ticket problem that we're going after, right? So that's the problem. And then her solution is I will help you heal or reverse non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. That's the, that's the offer. So anyway, really simple. And if we get that right, that's what actually drives your response throughout the whole of your campaigns. Like, yes, it's nice to have a good lead magnet, but if that underneath fundamental high ticket problem, you're not actually speaking yeah. to that, you're not going to get people booking appointments. You're not going to get people buying your product or, or your service. So a big part of what my clients come to me for is actually, and they don't really know it is to help them get that clarity on like what, like what problem you're actually solving number one. Yeah. And then obviously then how do you create a lead magnet to attract the client with that problem? You know, it's really interesting that you mentioned that a lot of businesses don't actually know what their exact problem is, because I think that something I've seen is like most business owners, they're kind of in between seven and eight figures. Like they almost see their business as an autopilot at some point, like, you know, businesses coming in and they've got a good retention and, you know, clients are paying them. But at some point, you know, they kind of lose sight of like, what problem yeah. am I really solving in this business? Yeah. And I think based on what you're saying is in order to attract and retain high paying clients, you need to really figure out what is that specific problem that you're trying to solve and make mm -hmm. sure that they understand that that's a problem that they're solving in their business. So first and foremost, you're, you're creating a solution to their problem and they're solving a problem within their business because they're yeah. ultimately marketing to their potential customers. Right. And, you know, it's so interesting because up until recently I was having a discussion with a couple of people who, you know, eight figure business owners, and they don't even really have core values in their business. And I'm like, wait, you operate an eight figure business and you even have core values. So like, why do even yeah. people come to you in the first place? Is it because they just like you, which really is a trade, right? In business, yep. you got to have likability. But beyond that, like, what problem are you really solving? Right? Because yep. I think that's such a key ingredient to be able to market to your audience Right. And you ultimately as a solution provider to know, hey, what's what problem are we solving here and how can we market yep. this better? So in that right there is ultimately the a big lead magnet that's got, that, that I think could help solve a big problem. Right. Which ultimately becomes a high paying solution. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. One other thing that I wanted to dive into here, because there's a lot of good stuff here as we're talking about, you know, um, you know, uh, high paying clients also, and I know you primarily work with, uh, coaches, uh, also, but, uh, one question that I actually wanted to ask you is why do people call you the Aussie hermit? <laughs> uh, yeah. So this is part of my email, um, my email. So one of the things that I teach yeah. with emails is that you want to be entertaining, right? Cause that's, that's how you can send them daily, right? You want to send emails sure. to love to, um, read and tune into, Anyway, one of the things that I say is like, you know, you want to kind of exaggerate your personality. So for me, when I was thinking about that, like, who am I and what are kind of my quirks is that I, I mean, it's not like I, I mean, I'm outside right now, right? But um, it's not, I'm a bit of a homebody, right? I'm not like extreme, but I do, I do go outside. I spend time with my kids. Yeah. Um, but if you saw my skin, you'd think I'd never gone outside before. Um, so anyway, I exaggerate that, right, that part of my my um, personality, right? Just call myself the Aussie Hermit. So it's just like a joke, um, entertainment thing for my for my email list, really. So it's a, it's yeah. like a it's like an it, it's a it's almost like a nickname. It's a personality trait, right? Is yeah. what I'm hearing you say. Yeah. And uh, it's interesting that you brought that up because I I kind of figured that that was probably what it is, but I was curious actually because I didn't know if there was a backstory to it. But something that you mentioned that I think. Um, I can kind of relate to it. A lot of people think that that uh, me personally, like I don't have humor, right? 
Well, in fact, mm-hmm. I actually have a very dry humor. I mean, like a very sarcastic type of humor. And even at yeah. times, a lot of people kind of tend to see a little bit abrasive because it's like so dry, right? You kind of almost have to think think about it. But so what you're saying is as part of your business, you got to have some kind of a personality trait, humor, something that, you know, attracts people that kind of differentiates you. And so yeah. you mold the Aussie Hermit into your entire business, right? So like- yeah. Do you do you, like when people want to work with you, do you say, hey, well, I'm the Aussie Herman. Do you tell them like what the Aussie Hermit is or like, how do you no, go I mean, about they that? usually come, they've been reading my emails. So they usually. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Yeah, they don't actually, it's funny. They don't actually usually reference it too much in my sales calls, which is, which is funny. Um, but yeah, they know they, mm-hmm. they read my emails. So they kind of know it's just a, a, f- a fun thing. But yeah, you were saying a second ago, a really important lesson. I actually think Dan Kennedy may have said this originally. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he probably said everything originally, right? Um, is that, yeah, people buy you just as much as they buy, um, or particularly in like in a service-based business, right? They buy you just as much as they buy your program. Yeah. Uh, so um, obviously having a great offer is really good, but, you know, they're going to be they're all that know, like, and trust. They want to know, know, like, and trust you and yeah. know that you're a credible yeah. expert. And um, you don't have to do these things. I, I said, I just add them in as a bit of a, a bit of a quirk, but if you're sending regular content, like in regular videos, regular emails, your natural personality is going to come through, you know, come through that. Yeah. And then if you just exaggerate it just a little bit, it's going to come through a little bit more um, from there. And I, I like that because it, it, um, it does probably helps bond with your audience a l- little bit quicker, but at the end of the day, like, you know, don't think that you have to do some magic personality thing. Just literally just write an email or whatever, do content. Yeah. Like you're talking like a red, I don't know what it is when people record a video, they, they, they see that little red light and then all of a sudden they like, they turn into a robot or, you know, they, they turn into sure. like a news presenter and their yeah, whole personality yeah. changes. Um, don't do that. Just talk normally at a, just like we're having a conversation right now and your natural personality is going to come out and that's what people as i said they will buy it they're buying that as just as much as they're buying um your service so really really key but it's just like yeah that 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 aussie hermit yeah. thing is just a, a a tip there really you know i want to touch upon that because this is really important because we're talking about league magnets we're talking about free guides we're talking about attraction yeah. marketing you know, but something you really brought up that I just want to expand upon for a couple of minutes is you said people buy you because, uh, you know, I'm someone who's really big into social video. I've done social video content for a better part of at least a decade at this yep. point. And what's really interesting um, way before, you know, people would get on their smartphones. Now people are getting into car accidents because they're staring at their phones, <laughs> yeah. you know, but like something that you said that's really important is. So what part does your individuality and your character play in, you know, your offer ultimately, like, like, because you said people buy you. So, you know, be yourself, expressive, humorous, and you know, just, just, you know, come across because people buy from people they like. Right. Yeah. So how, how do you mold that into like your, 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 your high offer, you know, when you try to attract, you know, other coaches that are, you know, wanting to build yeah. up their business, like, can you share a little bit about that? Yeah, of course. Um, that's a good question. So the the way that I do that is it's it's not like I, you know, you just have your offer, right? It's like, here's the program. It's this many right. sessions or whatever. And here's the result that I'm promising you get. Where I work it in is before I actually present them the actual offer per se on, on the sales call. So what I mean by that is I tell my story a lot. Um, so a big reason why I don't use funnels is because of 
um, like I actually funny, I said I don't use funnels. Like I've created like successful webinar funnels, um, book funnels, for, yeah. like cl my clients do a lot of those complicated things. I don't do it because I like to do what I teach, but I can actually do all those complex funnels now. Um, funnily yeah. enough, but um, my story is that, you know, I struggled in London. I did, I chased all the bright, shiny objects. And I realized like, if you just want clients, you actually don't need anything complex. It's just, as I said, opt-in regular emails. We've spoken about that before. Yeah. And so the way that I, again, coming back to your question, work it in regularly in my emails, I will talk about my story and why I don't do funnels. It's a regular thing in my emails that I'm always, I'm very consistently mess, um I'm very consistently mentioning that in my emails because that's my point of differentiation. So, and that all goes back to my story. So I'm telling my story on why I do this strategy. Um, and then hopefully that resonates with coaches, which it does because they buy my program. Um, uh, and then, and then I present them the offer. So the, when I'm presenting yeah. the offer, I'm talking about why they don't need a funnel. And they're already sold. It's just about, Hey, here's the result. Here's the, you know, here's the deliverables and that type of stuff. And here's the price. Um, so it's just, it's before I actually present the actual kind of tangible offer. It's how I, how I weave it into the offer, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm glad you touched upon that because you, you said your story. I think a lot of people don't understand, especially in the marketing industry, you know, um, and someone like me who's been in it for over two decades, you know, I've seen a lot of people who kind of almost cold hearted about how they sell. Like they just want, like you said, you were chasing shiny objects back in London. Then you yep. realize that, you know what, if I'm chasing shiny objects, I'll never get to the shiny objects because I don't have yeah, a clear right. why of why I'm doing this, let alone, am I even passionate about what I do or am I just chasing money and fancy yeah, yeah, cars, exactly. big houses? Because the reality of things, there's a lot of people in the marketing industry that do that. That's literally yeah. what they chase. So what I heard you say is this, that it's important to have a strong why and a passion of why are you even doing what you're doing? Because that's yeah. going to come across in your messaging and your presentation. If people don't resonate with the story and they don't yeah. get emotional about it, they're not going to want to do work with you. They're not going to want to yeah. build a relationship. And so mm -hmm. um, one other thing I did want to expand upon, actually, um, since we're talking about email, because this is really good um, in coming into the home stretches. What are three things that someone can do immediately to get better results with email? Yes. Great question. Number one, um, <laughs> I literally recorded about a podcast about this today. Start sending emails every day. Um, the more you email, the, the just the more revenue you're going to make. Um, obviously, so the, when I tell people to do that, just on a math, but let's go back, just on a math equation the more you email the more money you will make okay now the big objection mm -hmm. i get here is um well if i email that regularly i'm going to burn out my list or they're going to really annoy my list I'm, and i my, what i say to that is like yeah if you send emails that are going to annoy your list don't send like you shouldn't be sending emails now if they annoy your list right you want to be sending emails that people actually enjoy reading so that's number two if you send emails number one send every day number two send emails that people actually enjoy reading okay if you look at um, like what people are actually paying attention to and have been for probably the last uh, near decade. It's um, like where they spend most of the time. It's like YouTube, social media, you know, Instagram, Facebook, whatever it is, TikTok. Why are they, uh, in, uh, Netflix, why are they spending time on these platforms? Because these platforms entertain them, right? It's very simple. It, it, it's entertaining content. So if you want people to read your emails, they need to be entertaining. Now, that does not mean you need to be funny or anything like that. You can get entertaining content for your emails all over the place. Okay. The right. best way I can demonstrate right. that is just, just um, join my email list and you'll see how I do it. Um, I'll, give, I'll talk about my framework in a second. 
but you literally can get content from all over the web. Like I saw a, um, uh, I was on another interview the other day and I was, I said, look, I'm going to search something right now. And I went on to uh, news.com today, which is just a generic uh, mainstream media site over here. And it said something like, um, Pamela Anderson, like recounts the story when Tim Allen flashed her or something like that. Right. It was just a, a funny headline. So like that, that could be a, uh, um, like the beginning of, of, of an email. Like you just tell yeah. that story. Right. Right. So there's entertaining content literally on hundreds of thousands of sites. It's, it's almost like this, like, again, you don't, the point is you don't have to come up with it. It's, it's all over the place, but also you will have your own personal stories that you can tell client stories. So there's all these different types of stories and that's the easiest way to create entertaining content is just tell a story and you can get stories from all over the place. So basically if you, again, if you jump on my list, um, my framework is this, this is part, the third part to answer your question is um, the framework I use is story lesson close. So start with a story, could be anything, the Pamela Anderson one. And then what's the lesson? Like what's the dating lesson or the weight loss lesson? There's always going right. to be like, I could get like from that Pamela Anderson story, I could tell a marketing lesson or I could get like a dating lesson or I could get like a weight loss lesson. You just have a little bit of a think about it. Sometimes it's really obvious yeah. what the lesson is. Sometimes you have a think about it. It's, it, you know, it's just, it's, it's okay for us to, you know, use our brain every once in a while. We don't, not everything has to be like a copy paste template. Um, but also your personality comes out when you, when you write, you know, you write it yourself and then mm -hmm. the close, the story lesson close, you just have a soft call to action. Again, just, it's the easiest to just jump on my list and see how I do it. But if you lead, the point is if you lead with entertainment and then, so people will, will keep reading because it's entertaining and they'll keep also keep reading because it's valuable. Right. And then there'll be a call to action at the end to buy whatever it is that you're selling. And, and that's how you can send emails every day without annoying your list or without getting lots of lots of unsubscribes, but also to um, increase your email revenue as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Luke, uh, massive value that you share. There's so much that, you know, we talked about email, we talked about the fundamentals of the marketing, the advertising, your messaging, you know, all really good stuff for a lot of the listeners. And I definitely appreciate your time and the value that you shared. But uh, before we wrap up the episode, uh, can you share you know, some social handles, website URLs, how can people connect yeah. with you if they want to work with you, especially coaches uh, in particular out there in the uh, stratosphere? Okay, cool. Yeah. So um, probably the easiest thing is just to grab that guide in the first instance. So it's um, nine email offers.com. So if you just go to number, the number nine email offers.com, um, that'll take you to the free guide that I mentioned before, the nine email offers that get um, uh, clients for free. Uh, if you're not interested in that, just um, go to my website, lukecharlton.com, and um, you can check me out from there. And you can also jump on my email list from there, um, and you'll see how the system works. It's, it's really simple. It's one email per day, story lesson close, nothing fancy, um, and that will help to you know, get you more consistent sales. Very cool. Look, I want to say thank you for your time. Truly enjoyed the conversation. Lots of knowledge bombs that you shared, and uh, congratulations on all your success and uh, everything in the future. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me on. I had a, uh, I really had a lot of uh, fun doing this interview. So um, I can tell you've done this many times before. So <laughs> whether you on the outside of your market trying to tap back in, or just need a little help to find a way to gain some traction again, you need some market reconnection. We got the answers to your questions. No second thoughts, a second guessing. You need some market reconnection. Market reconnection Market reconnection yeah.